Uh, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Robin. And you're Robin. Yes. We don't want to wait. And we don't want to wait. <laughs> um, For each other. This week... <laughs> We're not taking turns. We're just not taking. We're just, <laughs> just this is gonna be the most annoying podcast you've ever listened to. <laughs> we have not decided. Don't like, care. I think I'm running we're, the show. We're just you talking. Think you're running the show. Yeah, I'm gonna do a plot summary <laughs> while you're doing what you thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week we watched all James Vanderbeek movies. Yes. This week it's Michelle Williams' turn. My week with Michelle. <laughs> So uh, overall, I I, I kind of think it was a better week, a much better week. <laughs> what did you? Think? Oh yeah, because she. Well, I mean, I didn't have much homework to do because I've seen all these movies. These are my kind of movies, right? You know, she chooses she chooses jobs that are interesting. She does. Uh, she's not going for, you know, blockbusters or mainstream. She's she chooses pick. So chooses interest in roles. So yeah, she likes to work with Kelly. Huh? She's not too interested in those blockbusters. She said that in the, her interview. Um, the, the one blockbuster that she end up, ended up doing, I, I really wish she didn't do. That way I wouldn't have to watch it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just Something just – I just had to disconnect. What did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, th- I, I said, well, we were talking about how she doesn't do blockbusters. And I said, well, the one blockbuster that she did do, I wish she didn't do. That way I wouldn't feel pressured to watch it. <laughs> so, What is that? Oh, Oz the Great and Powerful. <laughs> oh. And uh, Brokeback Mountain, that was a – I mean, that wasn't a blockbuster. No, no, but no. that was – a very well-known movie a lot of people saw. Yeah, but, like, you know, it's after the fact. I mean, you had a prestige director, like, Ang Lee, um, and it was a good movie. I didn't rewatch that one, though, because she's not really the star of it. She's the co-star. No. So, uh, what movie we want to start with? I have mine in order of by date. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, Robin. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I'm a bad man! <laughs> Oh my myself. gosh! Just wow, you are uh, over prepared. <laughs> just I don't know. Give me what's your first one? Well, the first one on my list is 1998's Halloween H two O. Did you ever see that one? Never saw it. No, no. This is the one that returns uh, Jamie Lee Curtis to the Halloween franchise. I think it was part seven in real life, not twenty. <laughs> Um, but this is the like the reaction to the Scream uh, era Halloween. They were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we need to make what Halloween was like. Movie. We are not going to let you become the biggest yeah. horror movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to take back our title. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a Halloween movie. We're gonna bring back an old favorite so we can hit our like uh, you know." Our original roots, but also like bring in some young actors like Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. Um, as a matter of fact, a young Joseph Gordon Levitt, probably in the midst of Third Rock from the Sun, uh, shows up as this like punk kid uh, in the opening of the movie and gets murdered by an ice skate. So, if you wanted to see Joseph Gordon Levitt <laughs> with the long hair <laughs> getting murdered by ice skate, check this out. Um, but yeah, this the big the big deal about this movie is, is Jamie Lee Curtis's return. And yeah, again, this is not a movie where um, I really needed to watch it. I just watched it because it's October. 
Mm-hmm. This is Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis's movie, and there's like a jump scare like every five minutes. Um, uh, but this is like Laurie Strode finally uh, confronts Michael Myers after like you know twenty years or something. Uh, but uh, now that she's back, she's got a teenage son played by Josh Hartnett and, you know, Josh Hartnett's uncombed hair, which was like a thing mm-hmm. back then. He didn't comb his hair at all in the movies, just stuck up here and there. And Michelle Williams played his girlfriend. And yeah, I mean, uh, she actually survives the movie. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. She doesn't get killed off. Um, and the other... Th- Fun thing about this is there was a uh, there's a cameo by uh, Janet Lee who is Jamie Lee Curtis's oh. mom. Wow! Yeah, it's funny they put they like like in her last scene in the movie where she's like leaving like there's this like private school that Jamie Lee Curtis runs and that's where all the kids get chased around by Michael Myers. But she leaves mm-hmm. she leaves in the car that she drove in the movie Psycho and they played oh, the Psycho no. theme as she's driving away. <laughs> so oh wow. <laughs> Uh yeah, but this is like what well, I think I think Michelle was in her like first or second season of Dawson's Creek, so she's very young in this movie. Oh, not as young as the uh Baywatch clip I posted in the group, but <laughs> Oh wow. That was great. She was so cute. So cute. This little mm-hmm. little bony girl in a swimsuit. <laughs> uh what's what's your first movie? I don't know. You just keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, the next one on my list is 1999's Dick. Okay. Yeah. I, yes, I watched this for the first time. Me too. It was great. It's a lot of fun, this movie. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> to, you know, her, uh, Michelle Williams and... Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yep. My mind just went blank. <laughs> play little goofy 15-year-old girls who just giggle all the time. <laughs> Which is the, probably the reason why I was at, when it first came out. I was like, "Nah, that's just not for me." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah," because like they're just blonde. typical girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not that they're they. I guess for fifteen-year-old girls, they're pretty smart. But it's not that they're like strong, intelligent female characters. <laughs> it's just they kind of stumble into you know an important event in history. Yeah, they end up uh, <laughs> like basically a guy. Uh, uh, one of the bad agents is like he he like steps on a piece of paper that's uh, uh, you know it it's, makes Nixon look bad and walks out of the bathroom with it and they grab the piece of paper thinking that yeah. But first they're at they uh, wh- oh wait uh, yeah they're at the Watergate hotel. Michelle yeah. lives at Watergate. Yeah. They run into G. Gordon Liddy and then they recognize everybody the next day at yeah. the White House and it's it's cute. Dan Hedaya as Nixon was actually really great. I was uh-huh. not thinking that the guy from Cheers, Carla's husband, would be a great Nixon, but uh, I really, really liked his performance, and I liked his uh, relationship with the girls, at least at first, because it was just kind of like, he was just like this father figure that was putting up with the girls, because, well, the girls could bring him down and get him involved in the scandal. And I love that Michelle Williams's character falls for him. Uh, <laughs> falls in love with them, leaves like a long, like sings Olivia Newton John over the White House recordings <laughs> to to him, 
And also Michelle Williams gets to do uh, a lot of dick jokes as a result of her crush. She's like, I love dick. <laughs> and like there's silence and everybody around her like, what? Yeah, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I was there in March. <laughs> I, was, I love, I was I there love to see, ago, yeah. see movies and TV shows filmed in Washington. I was just there. Or New York. I was there. <laughs> We have a uh, uh, young Will Ferrell there. We have young Ryan Reynolds in this movie, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you saw him, but uh, there was an actor from Angel um, who played a very very small role. Um, he played hunky Secret Service agent, and uh, that was uh, Mark Lutz. Who oh plays yeah, the I remember that now. Yeah, like, and hey, also Gummersall. What's what's Devin Gummersall? Huh? Devin? Devin Gummersall? Yeah, like from uh, My So-Called Life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm saying a different language. Yeah, we're going to have to add My So-Called to our list of all the all the teen shows we're going to watch because I've never seen it. Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you, you're going to have to walk me through We're going to watch them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't have anything else to say. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I had a fun time. I don't know if I'll ever yeah, watch it again. Hilarious. But <laughs> it was just fun. Uh, I think by like the towards the end of the movie, I was like, "All right, let's wrap this up." <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There's, it's funny. I don't really have much else uh, after Dick for like uh, like nine years until Wendy and Lucy comes out. That's that's the next movie. I'm okay. Like, well, what about I watched Me Without You? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me about this. I didn't get to see it. Um, well, which I didn't finish it, but I can't wait to to, to see the end of it. Mm. It's really good. Uh, Anna Friel, she, they're best friends. And it's something I could really relate to, just kind of like Dick, how the silly girls just giggling and laughing and uh, being inseparable. That's how mm-hmm. Me Without You, those two characters are best friends growing up. And um, Michelle, Michelle Williams' character is the uh, serious, book-smart um Quiet one, and Anna Friel's character is the free spirit, very wild. You know, uh, when they were in high school, they went to an all day, an all weekend party, and Anna Friel's character tried heroin. You know, <laughs> that's how she and uh, like I can I remember like which my friends didn't do heroin, but I remember you know like I hung around the person who. I wanted to be wild like they were. Yeah. You know, like they, I wanted, they, I wanted to, I wanted to be the good girl and be safe and be good, but I wanted to be around the person who was uninhibited and adventurous. So, uh, but it takes place like in the late seventies, early eighties. There's a lot of good eighties music. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of somebody. Anybody that I oh 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 uh, Kyle McLaughlin plays their professor at college. Oh, nice. Yes. So yeah, I can't wait to finish it. It was good. It it was from like two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I read that Michelle flew back and forth to uh, I guess England to um, while she was filming Dawson's Creek. Oh, nice. And I don't know how to say this. I don't want to be crass. But there is a lot of Michelle Williams that you see. <laughs> not, uh, it's not. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I, there's a lot of Michelle Williams you see throughout many of these movies. <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, well, I've pretty much, yep, <laughs> I've seen all of Michelle. My week with <laughs> all of Michelle. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I was surprised, but hey, I guess whatever, she's up for it. And, uh, you know, you it's really judge on the movie whether the scenes of nudity are really worth it. I don't know how, you know. There's there's one movie that I saw that was a shower scene and it was just kind of like, I guess they've decided that everybody needs to be naked in this shot and uh, she was fine with it and whatever, but I don't see how it kind of serves the movie at all, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll get to that. Anything else you want to say about Me Without You? Uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the next one on my list is 2008's Wendy and Lucy. So this is a movie that you were dreading because you knew yes. Michelle Williams and a dog and it looks sad. What do you think? Yes. Uh, I just wasn't really in the mood for it. Mm. I just kind of fast forwarded through, watched bits wow. and pieces of it. Uh-huh. Interesting. Cause I- it was just one of those, um, one of those kind of movies that just, there's not like a, a lot of plot. Yeah. It's just kind of... Uh, well, I mean, for, for people listening, I probably haven't seen it. Um, Michelle plays a drifter. She's got a dog. She's heading to Alaska for a job, but she's just kind of driving through a town and her car breaks down. And uh, so she's she's broke. She's trying to get the car fixed. Uh, she's starving. She goes. She goes into this uh, supermarket to, uh, and and ends up like shoplifting some dog food for her dog, and then gets caught. Yeah, and there's just there's all these like, um, it's not like a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it's and then not a lot of terrible things happen, mm-hmm. but there are just a lot of these threats. Yeah, from around just like that she has no money. The dog has no food. She has no no food. Yeah, um, yeah. Her car breaks down, and there are these other drifters that that are like, "Yeah, I worked up there in Alaska. You'll you'll see so and so that I used to work with. Tell him, don't tell him you saw me, but yeah. tell so and so you saw me. <laughs> you know, like 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 it just it feels you just feel a lot of dread watching it. Yeah, and honestly, um, I can. I can relate to this because I went hitchhiking one time and and spent a lot of time like pretty I pretty much put fifty dollars in my pocket and walked out of town with a friend of mine and uh, you know after a certain amount of time we ended up getting split up and uh, I was out just on my own like walking and getting rides and going from town to town and trying to get back home again and uh, yeah I just remember. Like there's there's scenes where she's just like you can tell she's exhausted, but there's nothing really you can do but just keep walking and trying to find mm-hmm. like safe spaces, and that's pretty much what you do. Like when you're outside and you don't have a home to go to or like a hotel room to go to, you just you just keep walking around until it's daylight, and then try to get a good ride out of town or something. Uh, I, yeah, I like that's that. what I've always thought about. Being homeless. Yeah. Like some people, to them, it would be freeing that they don't have all these, all the, to worry about all the societal things yeah. that they're just out on their own and it's freeing. Well, to me, it would be boring. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And you're constantly trying to find a place to exist. I remember trying you know, to find like warm like, grates 
you know, <laughs> like something near a place uh-huh. more, leaning up against a building and just, just trying to fall asleep a little bit. And, you know, it, and really that's just the homeless life. I was, I was young and too proud to call my parents or anything. I was just like, I'm going to make it on this trip, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, it's just, you're just like, you depend on people around you, but you also don't trust anybody, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and also like, uh, her, her constant humming through this movie too. Like, that's another thing. You're just kind of like humming to yourself. Cause at least when I was hitchhiking, I didn't have like a iPhone or anything, <laughs> you know, I didn't have any headphones to listen mm-hmm. to. So you're just kind of humming a song to yourself and just trying to keep yourself positive. But, uh, yeah, she, so she goes into the store and steals dog food. And I swear that man, the manager's like ready to let her go. But this stock boy is like, remember, we have to teach them a lesson. We can't let one slip by. Oh, I know. I was, I was getting so mad. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. And also he was like putting his hands all over her and, you know, you little twerp, do not touch me. Mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was so. Yeah, because of the whole shoplifting thing, her dog goes missing. So she left out. She gets arrested, brought to the police station, comes back, her dog's gone. So, uh, oh, speaking of dog, uh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah, basically the rest of the movie is her like trying to find this dog, and then you know I don't know. Do we want to tell people <laughs> if uh, if she finds the uh. dog? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just leave it at that. You want to leave them where where you were at, where you're like, I'm not going to watch that movie. I don't want to know what happens. <laughs> oh, I saw the end of it. I know what happens. Okay, good. Uh, uh, a little bit of trivia for this. Uh, this is Michelle's first movie with Kelly Breichart. M- Michelle was considered too pretty by her and asked her to go without makeup, no washing hair. She didn't shave her legs or clean her fingernails. She even slept in her car for a couple nights. Um, when Michelle starts yeah. getting, and she oh, dyed her hair dark, yeah, her hair's dark, yeah, yeah. When Michelle starts getting involved in these indie movies in like the two thousands and uh, you know the early twenty tens, I mean up to right now, like you, I've been re- I read trivia after trivia, and she gets kind of method. She gets right into it and tries to like like inhabit the role so she knows what she's doing. And uh, I mean, she's like slept in her car for a couple of nights uh, just to. Get that look, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's it. I also read trivia that after filming, Busy Phillips treated Michelle to a mani pedi. <laughs> <laughs> Good, <laughs> of course she did. And uh, Lucy was actually Kelly Reichardt's uh, do- dog. That was that was her dog. So she used her own dog for the film. It wasn't like a trained Hollywood dog. And Kelly Reichardt, she must be from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Or Washington or whatever, because all of her movies kind of take place in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I really hadn't heard of this. I think I saw it when I was working at Blockbuster. I saw it like on the shelf or something and wasn't didn't really – I was like, oh, that's a, a girl and a dog. That sounds like fun. But I really think it's a really – it's a slow movie. It's a mm-hmm. slow movie, but it's – I just – it get like you were saying, saying the paranoia, the dog missing um, – I think if you're in the mood for it, it's really good. And it actually appeared on many top 10 lists of 2008, like New York, uh, the, the Newsweek, LA Weekly, New York Times, Slate, Village Voice, tons of them. So um, mm-hmm. then we talk, Then we can talk about Kelly Reichardt's next film with Michelle Williams, which is the one that I picked because you told me like it was good. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you start? Mix cutoff. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you think? Did you not like it? What a disappointment. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm going to summarize the movie for everybody. You ready? Mm-hmm. Meek is leading a group of settlers that gets them lost in the desert. They wander. They capture a Native American. And uh, is he leading them to danger? The settlers bicker. They find a tree. What do we do now? Credits. <laughs> yeah, but Meek, he was a great character because they were depending on him, mm-hmm. but then they... They didn't know if he was, you know, like when a person is gets so narrow tunnel vision that they don't see other things. I can't you know, imagine they, dealing with people like that in this political climate. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> or, yeah. Or people who are, you know, that work in law enforcement that are investigating crimes. Mm-hmm. They know, they know in their heart of hearts they're wrong, but for some reason they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, that was Meek Plate is played by an unrecognizable Bruce Greenwood. And he was really great. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's yeah. great in this movie. They just don't have a lot to do. Like there's like Michelle Williams, Will Patton, who was in Wendy and Lucy as well. Um, Shirley Henderson, who I always love because uh, she was moaning Myrtle. <laughs> she just has this like great voice. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano, Zoe Kazan, they're you know indie favorites. Uh, but I mean, like on the poster, all you see is Michelle Williams holding a rifle, <laughs> and like that implies that there's going to be like more action, some sort area. of action, any like, kind of action. I, I didn't. I, I watched that. Like I put this movie on while I cleaned house or something, uh-huh. and I just uh, so I didn't watch it closely this time. But I just remember like a lot of Michelle Williams, uh, like doing a lot of physical things, like working. Yeah, that's pretty much like you're like you're like it's you're just with some settlers and this is what it's like to wander through a desert aimlessly and des- desperate for water. But like there's like nothing going on. Like Winnie and Lucy, there was a lot of just quiet and wandering, but there's also like we have to fix the car, we have to we have to find the dog. We have you know, we have to wa- be wary of that stranger or this stranger. Um there was but this is just like there's just like nothing going on <laughs> like I don't know. I, I, I was just, I was terrified. Like uh, it, it's they're kind of the same movie if you think about it. Yeah. That uh, you know the threats. But the end of Wendy and Lucy, like there's an ending. Like that's an ending. I think that's a great mm-hmm. ending. Um, this one, it's like they find a tree. Like, whoa, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna trust the Indian or no, Native American? I should say. Uh, and he, you just, his, Michelle Williams just kind of stares at him as he's like, he continues on and then the credits roll. <laughs> it's like, what the, where, why, like, if I'm going to stick it out and wait and watch these people survive, I want to know what the end is. And I know it's actually historic and you can actually look up about the real make and find out what happened, but I wanted the movie to tell me that. <laughs> it was. Mm. Also, um, I noticed in this movie, uh, a problem I had with uh, direct, the director and Wendy and Lucy, like she cannot shoot dark scenes. Like they don't light any of the scenes that are in the dark very well at all. Like you can't see what's going on. Like there's hints, there's like hints of this and that. And it's very realistic. Cause I'm sure it's pitch black at night in the desert and maybe a little, and fire you can't going. see anything, but it's not entertaining yeah. to watch at all. Like, come on, like, mm-hmm. like the actors, I have no idea who's talking. <laughs> And yeah, there was this very scary scene in Wendy and Lucy, and I'm not even sure what happened. 
where that where that guy like stumbled upon her sleeping. I have no idea what happened in that scene. Did he she get attacked? All I know is like the next scene she's like walking away really fast. <laughs> no idea. That's all I really have to see about it. I was really disappointed. After seeing Wendy and Lucy, I was like, this that was a great movie. I can't wait to see what she's doing with this movie and it's just ugh. Huh. Sorry. Oh well. You liked it though. You recommend it? Yeah. Okay. I liked it back when I saw it a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw her next whatever like her next movie, Michelle Williams isn't in it's uh Night Moves. Hmm. Okay. It's uh Peter Scars not Skarsgard, Peter Sarsgard, Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> and Dakota Fanning. Ah, okay. And they're like uh environmental terrorists. Hmm. But it's that sounds exciting. But it's a Kelly but it's a Kelly Rockard movie. Do they just like sit around and plan for the longest time they get and then <laughs> yeah. the credits roll? You're like, did it work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, something happened. I don't see what happened. What, I, I, didn't, I can't make out what happened. <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty good. Not not her best, but watchable. Um. All right. What's next? Can I move on to an, a masterpiece of a movie? Yes. 2010's Blue Valentine. Yes, I know. A lot so of people good. like when that movie came out. I think it must have been like a critical darling at mm-hmm. Cannes or Sundance or something. And then when it hit the theaters, everybody was like, "Really?" <laughs> you know, like so many movies are. But I think that was I notebook remember a lot bias. of like. I think people were like a lot of notebook. This is it, it's Ryan Gosling with a, with a female. Like they're in each other's arms, they're kissing. It's going to be another like notebook situation. So I guess maybe the sad ending is what turned people off. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I don't know. So this is a movie. I remember. I remember being surprised by the ending, but mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was. I thought it was heartbreaking. Uh, I'll just say straight up, this movie really hits home for me because you know, well, I'm on my second marriage. <laughs> So, so um, you know, it, I, it it is so beautiful and so realistic, but um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's not an easy watch. Um, so, so for folks who haven't seen it, it is just basically Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. They have a little a little kid, a little girl. And they just fall in love. It shows them just falling in love, and he is yeah. in so much love with her. He loves her so much. Yeah. But I mean. Basically the, basically, the movie is the couple is trying to they they they're they've been married a few years. They they're getting a hotel room to he's he's insisting they get a hotel because the kid's away or something, and uh, uh, just to rekindle something because they're just day to day nonsense, you know. Um, and it's the, as this couple is hurtling towards uh, a divorce. Um, you can see like it's interspersed with flashbacks of how they got together and how, how they got married. It is, it's just heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Um, and this is the, this is from uh, Derek San Francis. Is that how you pronounce his name? Jean, I don't think so. San Francis. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, what else did he do? Place Beyond the Pines. I hated that movie. I wasn't a big fan. 
But he also directed Light Between Oceans, uh, which is has been in theaters, and I missed it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I actually yeah. started reading the book, and I was like, you know what? I I I I'm gonna I'm just gonna enjoy this as a film because I think I think I'd rather see the imagery in this because I know that he's shooting it. Michael Fassbender, Alicia Vikander, uh, and uh, Rachel Weisz. Uh, I'm very excited about <laughs> seeing this movie because I know the emotion is going to be in it. Like, oh, God. But anyway, not, enough about that movie. Uh, this movie, Derek uh, put Michelle and Ryan through hell. I don't know if did you read any of the trivia about this. No. Okay. All right. Here's some trivia. I'll go through trivia really quick. Uh, this movie was in development since 2003. When Michelle first read the script, um, now this movie was made in 2010, but it's 2000 went that that far back, and she read the 42nd draft. Uh, this thing got up to like 80, 60, 70 drafts. Um, wow! Derek was having. I'm just going to call him Derek, like I know him because I can't say his real name, his, his last name really well. Um, uh, he was he was having a trouble getting it financed, uh, and they were about to shoot it in 2008. Um, but then it got postponed to 2009 because um, uh, Michelle's boyfriend slash father of her daughter, Matilda, uh, Heath Ledger, died. Um, mm. So she was going through all that. Um, and he was getting – he got pressured to recast the role. But um, he said, no way. I'm not going not gonna to recast it. And so he waited until 2009 to start shooting it. And it's funny because Michelle – was sold on this movie like years ago because of this great script. But once she started working on it, he was like, surprise, this is going to mostly be improv. <laughs> mm. So, uh, they shot the movie, the, the flashbacks first, the whole falling in love stuff first. Um, and when they got done with that, they said, he said that he was considering just making that the movie and just calling it Valentine. <laughs> Uh, and then he started thinking like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a boyhood and I'm going to like, we're going to wait several more years and then we're going to shoot the second half, like several years later. Um, but that didn't, he didn't get permission to do that. Uh, so what he did was he made Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams live together in a room, or not in a room, like a hotel room, whatever, uh, for a month. And they only had a budget of what a painter and a nurse would have. And then, like, throughout that month, he gave them separate instructions uh, about what to do. Like, he started he, – he, he, like, for instance um, – well, this is while they were shooting the film, this, the, the improv stuff. Like, uh, um, like in the, the waiting room, Michelle uh, – or not the when, – when he comes and tries to talk her into – you know, she doesn't want to talk to him at, at her, at her um, work and he's – barges in or whatever so he mm-hmm. like gave her like like michelle you try to leave the room and then he'd pull ryan aside and said ryan do whatever you can to make it so she can't leave this room you know mm. then he like he'd start fights with them <laughs> between them he like like whisper gossip to them as as they're living together <laughs> and uh he even once instructed uh ryan gosling to try to get her to sleep with him <laughs> yeah, which he which he tried because you know, but I don't think I, I think it was like he wasn't going to go through with it. But uh, uh-huh. she, she put him right on the couch. <laughs> um, I mean, because it is she is so good when so she good. it's like it's just turned off, mm-hmm. like no affection, no like she just there's like nothing there. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's like. 
I don't know. Um, like this movie is, you know, they're so like great together at the beginning, but you can see like, like he like gets a job as a painter. He has no idea. He, he doesn't have any sort of future prospects at all. Uh, and, uh, just decides that this is a job I can start drinking on all the time and just turns, turns himself into an alcoholic. And meanwhile, she's probably getting wooed by her, you know, a, a doctor friend at work and it just kind of pulls them apart. I think, you know, it's just a very fragile marriage. They're all, they're just together because he's like, he's in it for the kid, you know, even though it's not his kid. Right. <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah. Did you, you didn't rewatch this, right? I just rewatched it. No, I didn't. Um, oh, and for the kid, they almost, uh, they almost cast Matilda as, uh, uh, Michelle Williams daughter as, um, as the little girl. But I guess, uh, then like she decided that it, it probably wouldn't work out. Like Matilda one didn't want to do with acting. Um, yeah. So yeah, again, this is just—it's uh, it, a tough movie. It's just beautiful. It's probably one of the best movies that she's been in. I'd say, um, yeah, I, the best maybe. Um, I can't. I'm looking up and down my list. There might be a couple that are, might might equate to it, but anyway. Anything else you want to say about it? <laughs> I'm rambling. No, I don't. I don't remember much. I just remember that you know through the whole movie he's just so in love and mm-hmm. she you know in the she just has lost yeah. lost it lost that lost that love <laughs> and feeling <laughs> yeah and the director uh he's he was like his parents got divorced when he was 20 so like part of this the reason why he wanted to make this was just to figure out why you know and uh and the reason you know how um how Ryan Gosling's hair is in the present time. Like it's, he's got like male pattern, uh, baldness, right? Okay. Uh, that's because, uh, the director's hair is just like that. (laughs) (sighs) So, um, yeah. So check that out. If you haven't seen it, folks, it's so good. Anyway, um, on to the next movie. Okay. 2011's take this waltz. Oh, good God. I hate this movie. I hate it. <laughs> this, I hate this, this is movie. your meek's cut off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, I despise it. Like, I seriously hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of like the Blue Valentine, like Sarah Pauly's Blue Valentine, but yet there's an extra element in this movie that doesn't exactly make you sympathize with uh, Michelle Williams character at all and that's the this uh, rickshaw driving artist named Daniel that her character falls deeply for she's happily married to this guy Lou played by Seth Rogen uh, they're they're very they've got very like hipster <laughs> jobs like she's this quirky writer of travel bro- brochures and he's like this cookbook writer and he's just making this chicken book and chicken recipe book and called tastes like chicken uh they live in a gorgeous old house in toronto they're very they got the they have the whole like uh canadian dream going it's it's amazing it's amazing like all the they no, it, parties hey, with the neighbors it, it's oh good is his sister played by sarah silverman sarah silverman yes which I was very, very happy to see her. Um, I don't usually see yeah, her I, things. 
What? I said huh? you don't. You, I don't usually see her. Don't, I don't usually see her in many things. Yeah, like I was. To, I was surprised to see her acting, but mm-hmm. since then she's. I've seen her. I've seen her in a couple of things. So. Um. So yeah, like right from the top of this movie, uh, Michelle plays Margot. Margot and Daniel are flirting with each other constantly. And uh, she decides to leave her husband, who really just has done nothing wrong. And yeah, that's the thing. That's what. Okay, I can under. Okay, I just don't like cheating. I don't Me don't either. like what I remember watching the Bridges of Madison County mm-hmm. and just just being so disgusted. You know, nobody wants. To, that's not what I want to watch. Right. And you can understand if you're in a loveless marriage and you're not getting any attention and you. Fall for this, you know, just this dream guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was in love with her husband, and he didn't do anything wrong, and they were fine. I mean, I guess that happens sometimes. Like you, you just kind of fall out of love with, with. I mean, unfortunately, like I don't think that's happened much with me, so I can't identify at all with it. <laughs> like usually, I'm either yeah. the one that's dumped, or you know, something else happens, or whatever. Um. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, just this whole like emotional cheating. Um, he yeah, just, she, they're, they're like, she spends some, she spends all this time with Daniel and they're just like dancing around each other constantly. Like they sit at a coffee bar together and they don't touch. And he just tells her explicitly all the things that he'd love to do to her. Um, she goes swimming and then he just kind of like swims in next to her and they're just swimming around each other. Um, which was a beautiful, there's so many beautiful shots in this movie that I have to give it kudos for that at least. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's just, it, the subject matter just, it just pisses me off. Mm -hmm. It makes me want to live in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It makes Canada look great. (laughs) You know, Beth Rogan, you know, uh, whatever, but, uh. Oh shoot! I was gonna say something. I lost it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, oh, I just remember tweeting Rudy Obias watching this movie <laughs> when they were when it was like evident that they were about to actually have sex. I was like, I hope they have terrible sex. I hope it's the worst <laughs> sex in the world. Oh. And of course, it was. It was like glorious. Oh god! <laughs> you know when they finally cheat? When she finally cheats? And of course, it's not until this is just terrible breakup scene where he you know seth rogan's character is like a good guy so he's not going to be like yeah. screw you b you know like just uh you know and be just like disgusting about it uh, he's just like hurt and seriously hurt and doesn't know what to do about it and and so she then he finally just tells her to go to him and it's like you know at that point i'm like Am I who am I rooting? I guess I'm rooting for Seth Rogen. Yay, Seth Rogen! You're done with this woman that has, that obviously doesn't deserve you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they, yeah, she goes and has sex with him, and it's just this long shot of them having like this really graphic sex. Um, the camera going around the bed, but then all of like, a sudden, like there's different partners joining. So she's like, she not only cheats on her husband. And you know, leaves and cheats on her husband. She just completely whores it up. <laughs> like she just sleeps with her, like her him. She sleeps with his friend. She they bring another girl in the bed too. Uh, just sex, 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 sex. 
And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of... Wow, I don't remember that. Oh, God. It was like a spiral. The camera's spinning around the bed. I remember the camera spinning around the bed, but I remember, I thought it was like in a gymnasium or something. No, it was just... This, he has... He is this, you know, uh, such... He was a rickshaw-driving artist. That, you know, he, he, he does art, but he makes the money for the rent with the rickshaw. Uh, and uh, so he basically... He's got this large studio apartment in Toronto. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, like you said, like the, just the, the central story is so off-putting and I understand that people can feel this way and, you know, unfortunately just have to leave somebody cause they just fall for somebody else. But I don't know. You just like all the, all through the movie, I was like, you have a choice here, Michelle Williams. You can either, you can either just go with this guy or, or. I don't know. Stay faithful and be be more, have more dignity. <laughs> like you have a choice yeah. whether or not to get swept up in this nonsense. Like he starts like yeah. following her around, and she likes it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then I was like, who do I know this this Daniel character from? And I looked it up, uh, and it's Luke Kirby. Rectify, rectify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Michelle Williams was nominated and won a. Uh, few critic circles awards for this movie i think it's a beautiful looking movie but yeah it's just you're just like fuck these people <laughs> i mean i wonder if that's the point is it that uh you know is it supposed to be hard to watch is it supposed to be there's even a part hard for us to root for her or what the, there, this is the movie that has the scene of the the showers like all these women like of different ages and shapes are all like standing around completely buck naked and just talking to each other. And Michelle Williams and Sarah, Sarah Silverman completely buck naked amongst them. And I'm just like, what, what is this here for? Like, they're just kind of like making idle chat. <laughs> There's nothing like really emotional happening or any, any sort of yeah, story progression. I, that's really gross. Nobody would do Girls don't, females, we, women wouldn't do that. we, we judge each other's bodies too much. We wouldn't subject <laughs> ourselves to that. Uh, so uh, I give it a eh. You give it a <laughs> I give it a go jump in the river. <laughs> Take this waltz. I had to watch it. It was just like, you know, it was like the uh, the Salem Falls one. Like like last week. Really, I, this movie, I can't even sit through it. I'm like, I have to watch this movie now. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, my, what's next? My week with Marilyn. Okay. Well, okay. Were you okay? Well, first of all, let me let me get this question out of the way. Why do they keep putting Eddie Redmayne in all these Oscar contender movies <laughs> from England? You know, he's okay. <laughs> he's nothing to look at. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's he's not a, a Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> no. But, but he's Kenneth fine. Is. <laughs> yeah. Science like, why movie. do they keep putting him? Why do they, you know, he was in this. He was in The Theory of Every, The Theory of Everything. I, really, I thought he was really good in that. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah, he was fine. And he was in The Danish Girl. Never saw that. And it, it was just mediocre. Like, all of these, like, Oscar contender boobies that don't go anywhere, he's he's in. Yeah, I, there's Hollywood and whatever, uh, just the British version of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loves loves Eddie Red- Redmayne. Um, I think uh, he was doing a great job there for a while until his performance in Jupiter Ascending. It just kind of hit the wall, and 
I don't know. I guess he got nominated for Danish Girl after that, but I, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I, it, he's coming up in Fantastic Beasts next month. So I'm, I'm, oh, that looks great. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. I, I, you know, I mean, and he fits in that. Yeah, yeah. But all these other movies, it's like they've just stuck him in these movies, and uh, I, I just don't get it. Okay, but other than that, <laughs> were you as mesmerized? You know, by Michelle Williams, as you would if it had been Marilyn Monroe. Was she a Marilyn Monroe? She, I couldn't believe how she just has her down perfectly. Like her facial expressions, the 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 cute surprised look, like ooh, <laughs> and the that like that innocent naivety. Um, uh, her voice she has down. Um, matter of fact, um. Everybody knows this, but you at this moment. But uh, I did put a, a version of uh, one of the songs she sings in the movie that Michelle actually sings in the Maryland voice at the top of the podcast. So, <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I've I, I, I've always been interested in Marilyn Monroe's story. I I, I love her. I, I I've I've enjoyed lots of her movies. Um, it's just such like a tragic, tragic story. And uh, well, and she was. She was unfairly. She was. She was the scapegoat for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I guess it's misogyny, or you know, just male dominance in the in the business world of Hollywood. Right. But like, if anything went wrong, let's just blame it on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a. I, I. There's a couple. I know. There's maybe one, maybe two. You must remember this podcast about her that are really good. To check out to hear all about um, her story, but um, there's been some so, there's been some other movies about her life, uh, but I didn't really check those out. What, what's your favorite Marilyn Monroe movie, by the way? That was one thing I wanted to ask you. Oh gosh, mm. I don't know. I, we just recently watched uh, Some Like It Hot. Yeah, that's the one that uh, she won the Golden Globe for, and um, Michelle Williams also won a Golden Globe for this movie. Interestingly enough. Wow. <laughs> cool. I love The Seven Year Itch. That's my favorite. Yeah. Of the ones I've seen. There's been others that I, I've wanted to see. I, I, you know, I think I've seen like, I've seen something like that. I've seen Gentlemen for Blondes. Uh, I think I've seen, I've seen Bus Stop, Niagara. There's, there's a lot of Marilyn Blank spots. I need to watch more of her movies, but. <laughs> so what was this movie that, what was this movie she was making with Lawrence Olivier? Oh, the prince and the something queen. I forget. Did uh, it even come? Was it even released? Yeah, Did they yeah. even finish it? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, oh, okay. as I was watching them um, shoot some of these scenes, which I read in trivia that they actually went to the studio where Marilyn and Lawrence Olivier uh, shot that movie and to reshoot these scenes. Um, and yeah, they look pretty spot on. <laughs> they did a really great job in this movie. The only thing is, you know, of course, Michelle is small, mm-hmm. and Marilyn was so curvy and mm-hmm. just a bigger person. Yeah, you just kind of have to. You just kind of have to use your imagination. I think the way they shot her, though, I think it it didn't seem like she was smaller than Marilyn. I think she really. And they kind of they padded her clothes good. Oh, I bet. Yeah, to give her some curl uh, curves. Yeah, yeah. She looked great. This movie is just so good, and uh, and yeah, I. Well, and what was great was 
you saw through Eddie Redmayne character's eyes. Yeah. You know, he he had to sell that he was just so in love with her and so, you know, she was just this fantasy girl. Mm-hmm. And then like eventually he got to know. Like a goddess. Like, and I'm sure yeah. that's what it was like just to have Marilyn Monroe just like walk by like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just because she's like everywhere by that point, you know, she's like on all the magazines and in all the movies. And, you know, she didn't have Twitter at the time, so you didn't have to see all her flaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, I loved how this movie like like didn't hold back on like the flaws of Marilyn Monroe, like the the that she had this acting coach that was helping her out. That who know, was more like a therapist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, like, a, like a nursemaid, you know? Uh, yeah, like she needed emotional support. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a great movie. I, I definitely highly suggest it. If you like uh, Marilyn Monroe, or if you just faintly know about Marilyn Monroe, but you like Michelle Williams and you want to see Michelle Williams and t- completely inhabit a, a character, this is, this is a great movie. Uh... And the only other movie I have on my list is Oz the Great and Powerful. And I got to say, I barely paid any attention to it. Uh, <laughs> like, Michelle is, like, lovely as Glinda the Good Witch. She, she looks great. She's doing a good job. I mean, she's in there with, like, Rachel Weisz and uh, Mila Kunis. But, like, I don't know. Look- oh, why does this movie exist? Nobody was clamoring for a Wizard, a, uh, Wizard of Oz movie. Yeah. Like my just wife, like, my wife kind of enjoyed it, you know, but she doesn't really ask much for movies. You know, she's just like, you know, if it's fun, it's fun. She's something to kind of yeah. look up from her phone every once in a while and be like, huh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco is just not that convincing at all in any of his mm-hmm. scenes in this movie. Like he's got to react to all this uh, CG, and uh, and it's really bad CG, by the way. It's like as soon like they started off. In in Kansas, and it was all black and white and like full screen, and I was digging it. Um, but as soon as they went to Oz, I was like, "Wow, this is go. What, this is well, this. It looks nice, but wow, that looks terrible. Like that does not look r- correct at all. Uh, it's just. I mean, I <laughs> I wrote down in my notes. Imagine an entire movie made up of the Jungle Monkey scene from P- Crystal Skull. This this that's Oz the Great and Powerful right there." <laughs> <sighs> You know, whereas uh, what's his face or uh, uh, is running from the monkeys and throw everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote your yawn as my review for Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, like the next movie, though, like I wish we could have seen it. It's November 18th. It comes out Manchester by the Sea, and I hear she's great in this movie. Oh, can't wait! Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what is it? Another Kelly Rockhart movie? Another uh, other women? Mm-hmm. Really? Other, is that? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't look that one up. <laughs> I, I'm probably wrong. Any other movies that you watched this week that were that had Michelle Williams in it? <laughs> uh. uh I can't think of anything. <laughs> you didn't write anything down, did you? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, let's see. I w- yeah. Uh, um, Cabaret, Blackbird, those are... She actually received a Tony for... A Tony nomination for Blackbird. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we we I really, we could have saw that, but she was maybe she wasn't there that weekend. Cause when we went to New York, it was like a Memorial Day weekend, and I think a lot of people were on vacation. Certain women. Ah. Oh, I see. Okay. Kelly Rockard. Certain. Certain women. Yeah, Michelle Williams, Kristen Stewart, Laura Dern. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Shutter Island, I've seen that before. I don't remember much yeah, about her in that movie. Yeah, I remember she was his ex-wife. Yeah. Maybe former wife, maybe dead wife. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, that, was, that, was, that movie was a huge disappointment. Mm. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, eh, let's wrap it up. I don't have anything else to say, really. <laughs> Yeah, my eyes are burning. <laughs> my nose is stuffed up. She doesn't. She didn't do any. Uh, didn't do a bunch of funnier diet videos. She didn't do a lot of TV. This is. Yeah, you know, I think she's just. She, yes, she's a real actress mm-hmm. who likes to act. Who cares nothing about being a celebrity? Right. She wants to go get Mandy Patties with Busy Phillips <laughs> and take their daughters to the park. Yep. You know, she just she wants to be a mom. Mm-hmm. She wants to be. She wants, to, you know, just to give her daughter a good life. That's, I think, I have a feeling that that's about it. Yeah, I, 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 I like her. I, I, I am, I'm so glad that you know uh, I got to see all these movies that I've always wanted to see, but I was always like, am I in the mood for uh, another divorce drama or like a girl wandering with a dog? Eh. But like, I like, I like that we're. Assigning to watch these movies anyway. Uh, we really committed to just watch two a week, but somehow I end up watching about eight. So uh, yes, because you go overboard. Yes, <laughs> at least you at least you uh, think it's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least we can laugh about. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. At least I'm not driving you crazy. That's all I care about. Like, as long as the, uh, my my craziness isn't driving you crazy, we're good. <laughs> I think that's why we've podcasted together for so long. So, <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like whatever. If you want to, do it, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> all right. So uh, next week, uh, uh, we don't want to wait. We are going to be talking about the film career of Mr. Joshua Jackson. Um, this week was called My Week with Michelle uh, Next week is going to be called One Week with Josh Jackson um, Alright We're going to be watching the movies uh, I, I uh, said I wanted to watch The Skulls Definitely What did you say you wanted to watch? One week, <laughs> One week. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I can see we've got some TV to watch I've got, I've got probably an entire Mighty Ducks trilogy To work my way through uh, and so we'll see what we'll see what we come up with uh, for next time. Uh, but uh, until then, my name is Robin. Oh, I'm Stephanie. And uh, well, uh, we don't want to wait. Wanna wait. Uh, uh, we don't want to go. All right, we're gonna go though. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> There's this song by Olivia Newton-John that I think best describes the way I feel about you. It goes like this. Love you. Honestly love you. You don't have to answer. I can see it in your eyes. 
But it's coming from my heart and not my head.